A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Leonardo. One day while making myself pasta for dinner, my stepmother called me for help from the front door. Leonardo, come here quick! I removed the pasta from the stove and hurried quickly to see what she needed. She had just arrived from her shopping trip holding a million bags. Three taxis are waiting outside to be unloaded. Go get those shopping bags, chop chop. They don't have all day. Every time my dad got his paycheck, my stepmom would go shopping and spend every penny. She bought so much stuff she had to take several taxis home to carry it all. My stepmother is a shopaholic who buys things uncontrollably. It's a severe mental health issue. Compulsive buying disorder is the medical term for it. She gets anxiety attacks when she doesn't shop. Her face gets flushed and her palms get sweaty. She starts pacing around the house panicked. My dad has taken her to see so many doctors over the years. They all diagnosed her as a shopaholic. However, my stepmom refuses treatment each time saying, I'm not sick. I just like shopping like any other woman. To support her bad habits, she needs money. My poor father has to work three jobs to support her spending. My dad is a barber by day, a hotel receptionist by night, and a weekend flea market vendor. He has to work every single day of the week so that my stepmom can keep <laughs> shopping. After bringing all her new shopping bags inside, I shuffled back to the kitchen to finish making dinner. My dad came home just as I sat down to eat. He looked exhausted. There were black circles under his eyes. I felt terrible for him. When he saw me, he closed his eyes and gave me a smile. This smells so good. Don't tell me. I'll guess the ingredients from the smell. This is pasta pomodoro, he said. <laughs> of course, he was right. Did you make your grandmother's or your mother's recipe? He asked. My mom's recipe, of course. She was the one who taught me how to cook. I always follow her recipes. Ready to dig in? I asked. My dad replied, Nah, I'll get a snack at the hotel. I just came home for a change of clothes. He turned and left me alone in the kitchen. We lost my mom when I was 12. Our family is originally from Italy. My mother used to cook traditional dishes at home every day of the week. As a small kid, I used to find cooking rather dull. Mom taught me otherwise. She would say, These dishes are a gift from our ancestors. We need to pay our respects to them by passing these recipes to the next generation. She taught me how to cook, and I memorized every recipe by heart. Three years after my mom passed away, my dad remarried. Unlike my mom, my stepmom never cooks. She always orders out, which usually isn't a problem since I cook for myself. I make the fabulous dishes my mom passed on to me. When I walked into the kitchen, I saw my dad making an omelet one morning. He served it to me saying, This might not be as good as the ones you make, but it's not so bad either. He then collapsed on the floor suddenly. Dad! Dad! I yelled as I jumped up from my seat. I called 911 immediately doing my best not to panic as I told them what had happened. The ambulance arrived minutes later, and the paramedics took my dad away. As I was getting ready to leave, my stepmom woke up from her nap upstairs. What's going on? You made such a racket. I couldn't sleep because of you, she complained. I told her what had happened. Can you guess the first thing she said? But he has to go to work. If he can't work, you should start looking for a job. I got so mad I didn't say anything to her. I rushed to the hospital as soon as possible and found out how my father was doing. When I made it there, dad was just waking up. The doctor said his immune system was on the verge of collapse because of extreme fatigue. 
He was ordered to stop any physical activity and rest for at least three months to recover fully. When we got back home, my stepmom found out my dad wouldn't be able to work for the next three months, and she was furious. She turned to me screaming, You're not going to school anymore! Find a job and get to work! I need money! I need a lot of money! My stepmom began having a panic attack, overwhelmed by the need to go shopping. She snatched the last few bills from my dad's wallet and ran out. I started looking for a job the next day. I applied at a pizza place and landed an interview. Thanks to my mom, I landed the job. The restaurant owner tasked me with making pizza dough during the interview. He was so impressed with how I handled the dough that he said, You were born to do this, my friend, and he hired me on the spot. My stepmom took all of my money at the end of the first month. After counting it, she said, Is this it? You'd better find a second job where you can work nights so I can maintain our standard of living. When he heard this, my dad responded, You're the reason why I got sick. I'm not going to let you do the same thing to Leonardo. Leave him alone. Oh, shut up. If you're not making money, then your son will. Who else is going to take responsibility? She growled. I loved my job. My boss was a great guy. One day I asked him, I have a special pizza recipe that my mom taught me. I'd like to make one for you and see if you'd like to put it on the menu. My boss loved the idea. Sure, but I have a condition. How about we name the pizza after your mama so that her name will live on, he replied. Thus, Pizza Sophia was born, and soon after, it became everyone's favorite. One night, I brought a whole Pizza Sophia pie home for my dad. My dad got emotional while eating it. So good. It's as if your mom made it. I love it, he said. When my stepmom found out about the story behind the pizza, she was jealous. What kind of a name is Pizza Sophia? She grabbed my dad's pizza and threw it away. That pizza belongs in the trash. I'm sure it tastes like it too. She was totally wrong, of course. Pizza Sophia had become the signature pizza at the restaurant. Soon everyone knew about it. People came from all over just to order one. There was a long line in front of the restaurant all day long. One evening, after handing me my paycheck, my boss said, This is your last one. I was shocked. Are you firing me? I asked. He took out a piece of paper with partnership agreement written on it. No, I'm making you my partner. This is your success story, not mine. You're not going to get a paycheck anymore. You'll get to keep half of the money we make. And we'll change the restaurant's name to Pizza Sophia. What do you say, partner? He asked. I was even more surprised when I heard the pizzeria was making thousands of dollars every day. If I were to become a partner, it would mean that I'd be rich. I was so happy when I came home, but was surprised to see my father wasn't there. I asked my stepmom where he'd gone. He went to work. How am I supposed to maintain our lifestyle with your meager paycheck? We simply need more money, she said. You have no heart. My dad isn't strong enough to go back to work. You're going to make him sick again, I screamed. I ran to the barber shop where my dad worked. He was sitting on a chair when I walked in, his face chalk white. Dad, why did you come here? You were supposed to be resting, I said. You're right, son. I came here because your stepmom gave me a hard time. But I collapsed as I was trying to cut a customer's hair, he replied. I took my dad to the hospital immediately. The doctor did a thorough examination. It's better for him to stay here for a while. He needs special care, but the insurance doesn't cover it. Though, he can choose to stay home if cost is a concern, said the doctor. I was suddenly thankful that money wasn't an issue anymore. I can pay for it. Please, do whatever is necessary, I replied. After closing the restaurant each night, I would visit my dad at the hospital. 
To my relief, he was getting better day by day. As the business grew, I bought a lovely house for myself. After spending most of my free time visiting my dad, I would return to my own place. One night at the hospital, I saw my stepmom in my dad's room. She didn't see me behind her. Enough with this illness! Get up and get to work! I can't keep living like some pauper! I'm leaving you if you don't start working by tomorrow! I was so sad for my dad, but there was nothing I could do. I left the hospital without either of them seeing me. This was something they needed to figure out between themselves. Finally, the time came for my dad to be discharged from the hospital. That morning, he said to me, Son, I told your stepmother that I wanted a divorce. I need a place to stay while our case gets reviewed. This was the best <laughs> news. Of course, Dad. You can stay with me forever. I picked up my father in my brand new sports car, eager to move my dad into our new home. My stepmom arrived as we were about to leave the hospital parking lot. She must have just found out my dad was being discharged. When she saw the car, her eyes went wide. Is this yours? She asked. I nodded, smiling. <laughs> you couldn't possibly afford something like this on a pizza cook's paycheck, she said. She then turned to my dad. You told me you wanted a divorce, but I'm sure you did that only because you were angry in the moment. Let's go back home and have a nice dinner. Let's be a family together, she said. My dad and I looked at each other before we burst into <laughs> laughter. She obviously thought she was giving the performance of her life, but she was such a lousy actor we couldn't help but laugh. I was dead serious, my dad said. I'm going to live with my son from now on. That's wonderful, she said with a fake laugh. Leonardo has a house too? Clearly you two have a lot of money now. I can manage it for the two of you. Give your new house the care and polish it deserves. He got into the car without saying a word. As we were leaving, she was still pleading. Wait, honey, please. We can sort this out. I love you. I promise we can make it work. But I need money to give us the life we deserve. After that day, I never saw my stepmom again. My dad says she texts him regularly saying, Let's be a family again. I'll get treatment. I will get rid of my shopping addiction. If she were telling the truth, I'd consider helping her. But we all know her history of manipulation. Maybe learning to take care of herself is exactly what she needs to get better. My name's Sam. I met Elise in middle school. She was our neighbor, and I'd always had a crush on her. I just never got the courage up to say hi. That day, a group of boys were picking on me, and Elise swooped in to save the day. One moment, they had me by my collar, and the next, they were crying on the floor, snot dripping down their noses. Elise was my hero. She got told off by our principal, and they had her parents come in. I could tell they were very mad at her, but that was the beginning of our friendship. Elise and I spent every day together, and then, one day, I asked her to be my girlfriend. She said yes. It was the happiest day in my life. But I didn't realize someone else liked her. It was one of the boys who was tormenting me, and in his jealousy, he told everyone he saw us kissing. That made Elise's parents very mad. So mad that they had a fight with my parents. They ended up moving, and I never even got to say goodbye to my childhood sweetheart. One day, she was there. The next, her whole house was empty. Many years passed and I forgot about her. 
I poured my soul into my work until I struck gold. Pretty much literally. I was working on my grandpa's farm when I noticed some gold nuggets in the river. I followed it all the way to a hidden cave and saw that the cave wall had collapsed and the ground had cracked exposing the gold there. A spring of water was gushing out, creating a stream that carried the loose gold all the way down the river. I became a billionaire overnight. My family enjoyed life like we never did before. We bought all the surrounding land around the farm and built a mansion. I built a mining company, and I bought cars, a boat, and my own jet. Three years later, my best friend came home from a job abroad with someone in tow. It was Elise. She had grown even more beautiful than before. We were so happy to see each other, we hugged immediately. I was coming home to meet you, and guess who I bumped into on the plane? I never even suspected something was off. Elise and I began dating again. We did everything together. I promised her the world. And before long, we were engaged. Jay started working for my company. I was so thankful to him I made him my right-hand man. I couldn't thank him enough for reuniting me and Elise. Two months later, I proposed to Elise, and she said yes. I was going to marry her in Switzerland. I booked an entire ski resort for our guests, and I wasted no time. We flew on my private jet with my best man Jay and our closest friends. In the middle of the flight, Elise excused herself. She said she needed to do her makeup. Five minutes later, Jay too stood up. I found that weird, but I ignored it. When 20 minutes had passed and Elise hadn't gone back yet, I asked our flight attendant to check on her. She smiled at me, and she blushed. I always found it so cute how she had a crush on me. Nicole went behind the curtain to check on Elise. She was about to knock on the bathroom door when she yelped in surprise. Elise wasn't in the bathroom at all. She was hiding right next to the fridges, talking with Jay. Oh, I'm sorry to disturb you. I I'll get out of your way. We heard a click, and two voices came on the speakers. You know I've never loved anyone but you. I'm just... You know... Securing our future. Once I marry Sam, we'll be set for life. I'll run away with his money and his jewels, and then we can disappear to any country you want. You promise? I promise, baby. I'm only marrying him for a show. I'll trick him into signing divorce papers as soon as I've got everything I can get from him. I believe you. Oh, I can't wait. And when you're free of him, I can finally make my move to take over his company, too. I have people who are loyal to me now. All right, I'll come knock at your door tonight. When he's asleep, we can go on a date under the moonlight so no one will know. I'll be expecting you. Oh, and act like we had an argument when you go out. I'll follow after a minute so it's not too obvious. But nothing was secret about their conversation at all. The flight attendant overheard what they were talking about and she decided she wasn't just going to smile and pretend like nothing was happening. So, she politely excused herself and very cunningly left the intercom on. I heard everything she was saying. The whole plane did. The air suddenly felt tense. Where before my friends and I were laughing and having fun, the moment Jay appeared from behind those curtains, everyone was silent. My friends all glared at him. 
and when Elise appeared behind him, she knew immediately something was wrong. But she tried to play it cool. Oh! Che, I didn't even see you there. Why are you standing in the middle of the aisle? And... Why is everyone staring? I pushed the button on my seat, and the flight attendant came to me. I smiled at her. You can come sit here, Nicole. The flight attendant looked surprised at first, but she eventually sat beside me. She was even more beautiful up close, and her blonde hair smelled like lavender. Could you confirm, please, Nicole, that these were the two having that conversation we just heard? Nicole nodded. Conversation? What conversation? What are you talking about? There's no need to pretend. We heard you. We all heard you. Elise's face changed from being innocent to angry. Okay, so what? Did you honestly think I'd ever fall for you? Look at you. Now look at me. You're nothing compared to me. All you're good for is money. I've been with your best friend ever since before we reunited. In fact, he was the one who told me you were rich now. It's not like you can do anything about it. You are going to fall, and you're going to fall hard. I'm just here to take what I can get before you're a homeless beggar in the streets. I just smiled. I gestured to Nicole to help me with something. Nicole, love... Would you be so kind as to fetch Elise her, uh, I mouthed the word, parachute. Nicole was confused, but she nodded anyway and disappeared behind the curtain. Get me a what? I don't need anything. Honestly, just get over it already. You're toast. Elise tried to sit next to me, but I pushed her away, to the other end of the seats. What? You can't seriously be mad at me. You should be thanking me. It's a privilege you get to marry me. I laughed. There won't be a wedding, Elise. <laughs> oh, please. You're joking, right? You're gonna dump me? Me? Oh, I'm not just dumping you. I'm throwing you out of the plane. Fuel is very expensive, you see. And I just can't stand to have you waste any more of my time and money. So, I'm afraid this is your stop. Nicole appeared with the parachute. Jay looked scared. I looked at him and told him to put the chute on his girlfriend. He didn't want to, but I told him that if he wanted to keep his job and reputation, he should do everything I said. Just like that, Jay turned on Elise. He strapped the parachute on her as if his life depended on it. Elise resisted. But what could she do? No one in that plane wanted her there anymore. You're gonna regret this! Nobody's ever gonna want to date you! You think any girl would want you? Just you wait! You'll come crawling back to me! I don't think so. I took Nicole's hand and asked her if I could kiss her. Suddenly, her eyes lit up and she said yes. I kissed her right in front of Elise's shocked face. Wait! No, wait! I changed my mind! I, I do want to marry you! No, no, don't make me get off the plane. We can start over. No, please, don't leave me here. I don't have any money. I won't be able to get home. We're in the middle of nowhere, Sam. Sorry, you've got to go now. No, don't! And as Elise floated away, I called out to her. Who's falling now, Elise?
Everyone laughed, and Nicole finally did as well. I knew the moment she started working on that jet that she had a thing for me. I just never really thought of it because I thought I was in love and happily engaged. But now? Now I get to date a much more beautiful girl than that gold digger. She was hardworking, ambitious, and smart, too. The wedding still went through. It was just postponed a few days. Not to Elise, obviously. I married Nicole. None of our guests complained. At least, they gotta stay three days longer in that ski resort. It took a while to get Nicole's parents and friends flown over since the decision was so spontaneous. But as soon as they did, I asked for their blessing, and Nicole and I got married in the Swiss Alps. After, we spent an entire month traveling Europe. We went to Rome, then Croatia, then Norway. And honestly, I couldn't have wished for a better wife. Nicole was everything I knew she was going to be. She was caring and sweet, and she always made me laugh. The best part of the trip was when we saw a newspaper with Elise's face plastered all over it. Her hair was all sorts of a mess and had leaves and twigs all over. The headlines said that she was a lost tourist who became a meme for telling the most ridiculous story when they found her. The funniest part was that she had stupidly opened her parachute way too early, and the wind carried her hundreds of miles from where we dropped her. She ended up stuck in a tree in a forest in Liechtenstein. The people there thought she was some sort of Russian spy and refused to help her. Nobody wanted to help her get home, and they didn't want to give her a job. Now she's living under a bridge like the troll that she is. Ms. Lopez was easily the best-looking teacher at our school, so sometimes I gave her compliments like, Miss Lopez, you look stunning today. Oh, thank you. That means a lot coming from a handsome boy like you. She gave me a kiss on my cheek, and my classmates were shocked. How could a teacher flirt so openly with her student? Well, for the school's Christmas party, Miss Lopez came dressed like a stripper Santa. I'm not exaggerating. The principal even made her change her outfit because it was too short. That's the kind of woman she was. But then I failed my Spanish exam and asked Miss Lopez if she would let me pass the course anyway. She responded, Okay, let's make a deal. I will give you a B-plus on your report card if you give me a compliment that makes me blush. Oh, <laughs> well, that's easy, Miss Lopez. Because you are so beautiful that I would date you even if you were my own daughter. I wondered if I had gone too far, but she <laughs> bursted out laughing and said, You little perv, you have such a dirty mind. But okay, I'll let you pass the course. Maybe we flirted too much, though, because rumors spread that Miss Lopez and I were having an affair. The guys thought it was cool and gave me props, but one girl couldn't take it. My annoying girlfriend, Whitney. She completely freaked out when Miss Lopez told me, I can't believe you haven't found a girlfriend yet. You are such a cutie. I am his girlfriend! And now stop hitting on him, you shameless tramp! What? He is dating you? What a shame. He could do so much better. If that wasn't mean enough, Miss Lopez asked me to stay for a private talk after class. Problem was that Whitney refused to leave my side. She said, you are just a sad old lady who can't find a guy. That's why you're trying to steal my boyfriend away from me. <laughs> oh, I can have any man I want. But your boyfriend and I have a special connection. I just can't get him out of my mind. As revenge, Whitney drew an unflattering caricature of her on the blackboard. When Miss Lopez saw it, she immediately said, Whitney, 
Did you draw that? Huh? Why? Does the drawing remind you of someone? Look, if you have a problem with my clothing style, just tell it to my face. That's not a style. It's an embarrassment. Well, why don't we ask the guys? Hey, listen up. If you think I'm better dressed than Whitney, please raise your hand. All the boys sided with Miss Lopez, and Whitney got so mad, I had to stop her from throwing her water bottle at her. And the following week, we went on a three-day class trip. We wanted to do a canoe tour, so Miss Lopez split us up into teams of two. When I was left without a partner, she said, Looks like we are together, my cutie. No way! My boyfriend stays with me! Actually, I am the teacher, and I get to decide. Whitney threw a huge tantrum, and Miss Lopez was forced to call her parents so they would pick her up. But first, Whitney took me aside and said, Promise me to stay away from that witch! I can't. She's my teacher. And I am your girlfriend, and you do what I tell you to do! But of course I didn't. The canoe tour was awesome. Miss Lopez wore a hot sundress, and we had a nice chat. There's something wrong with your girlfriend. Yeah, she's kind of annoying. Have you ever dated a real woman? Not just a girl? I don't think so. Not yet. Well, I think I can change that. What do you think? Can you put some sunscreen on my shoulders? Touching and massaging her skin felt so good. But we didn't go any further. Not even a little kiss. Only on the last night of our trip, Miss Lopez came to my bed and whispered, I want you to act sick tomorrow morning, so we can stay here another night while everyone else drives home. She didn't have to ask twice. I pretended to have a bad stomachache, and then Miss Lopez came into the dorm, saying, Oh, my poor baby, you look awful. You are not fit to go in the bus and drive home. But don't worry, I will take care of you. It was perfect. Once everyone was gone, Ms. Lopez put her arms around me and kissed me on my mouth. We kept going for hours until I got a message from Whitney asking, Why didn't you come back home? You were sick! Of course I didn't respond. Ms. Lopez was more important than my girlfriend. But in the evening, we went to a pub, and that's when Whitney stormed in. She threw Ms. Lopez to the ground and screamed, There you are! Seducing teenagers! You should go to prison for the rest of your life! Stop it, Whitney. I'm 18. Ms. Lopez and I can do whatever we want. Yeah, listen to your boyfriend. He likes me more than you. She leaned over and started kissing me again. It was so good, but then Whitney pulled Ms. Lopez's hair again and they started fighting over me. It was a lot of fun to watch, but I had to separate them. Whitney, go home. I'm breaking up with you. Ha! Huh, you lost. Your boyfriend chose me because I'm way hotter than you. That's when Whitney started crying. I felt bad and wanted to give her a hug. But Ms. Lopez stepped between us and threw her beer all over Whitney. You get what you deserve, chica. Then Ms. Lopez took me to her room and we made out until sunrise. It was the best night of my life, even though I still felt guilty. When I got back home, I immediately messaged Whitney. I'm sorry for how I treated you, and I hope I haven't hurt you too badly. She responded with photos of Ms. Lopez's car. The windows were smashed, and the whole car was covered in graffiti with nasty words on it. I guess women are just crazy when it comes to dating men.
Hi, my name's Josh. I grew up poor. My mom and dad did try their best, but having had no education themselves, they found it hard to find jobs that would pay enough money to raise four kids. Dad was a janitor at our local high school, and mom did whatever work she could find. She washed people's laundry, did some babysitting, and from time to time, she would go to people's houses and clean for them. It wasn't easy having a life like that in high school, especially because most of the kids there had money. One time, a couple of girls got jealous that I won an essay writing competition over them, so they took it out on me. They just gave him the prize because he needs the money. I mean, look at his shoes. There are holes everywhere. You might as well go barefoot. Yeah, Josh lives in a trailer park. His mom does our laundry. My mom only hires her out of pity. Did you know we have to have our clothes washed twice because every time Josh's mom does it, it comes back smelling like poverty? I used to fight back whenever people insulted my mom and dad. But I landed in the principal's office so many times because of it that my mom begged me to just keep my head down. And I did. I just endured their ridicule no matter what. I would look at the ground and walk away. It was worse when they found out about my dad. I was backstage doing some lighting work for the theater group when I realized I'd forgotten my lunch at home. Dad appeared backstage with his mop and bucket and he handed me the brown paper bag that my sandwich was in. I thanked him and he left. But after that, my classmates laughed at me. Yo, check it out! Josh's dad is the school janitor! <laughs> wow, must be nice to have the world's worst janitor as your dad! <laughs> Bet you he can't keep their house clean either! <sighs> What's it like to have a dad who earns minimum wage, Josh? Honestly, I was just glad to have graduated high school. I had no fond memories of those years. As soon as I graduated, I went straight to work. I promised myself I would save up and get out of that town as soon as I could. But my plans didn't work out the way I hoped. And being a waiter isn't the most glamorous job in the world. Customers are always complaining about the most ridiculous things. And they blame me as if it was my fault. One time, this lady shouted at me for her drink being room temperature. I apologized, but she poured the drink on my head and demanded to speak to the manager. Uh, Ma'am, you told me you didn't want ice in your iced coffee. Of course, coffee being a hot beverage, if it wasn't mixed with any ice, it would be hot. I even gave her the added courtesy of shaking it with ice and then picking out the ice myself just so the drink would cool down without getting watered down. And I let the drink chill in the blast freezer just to make sure it was cold. But she sat there, outside on a hot summer's day, chatting away with her friends for a good hour before she even touched her drink. I was happy to exchange the drink for a new one, but then she started yelling at me. My manager, of course, sided with her. And he banished me to the kitchen for the day. He also took my tips for the entire day just for that. That scenario wasn't new for me either. My boss has always had it out for me ever since I started working there. And I'd quit if I had any other choice. But money was tight, and I needed the job. Our town was small, and having a job and keeping it was a privilege. All the waiters, waitresses, and cooks in that place weren't fans of Doug. That's the manager's name. We've complained constantly to the owner. But every single time we tell her that Doug was stealing our tips, or that he was pocketing money out of the cash register, we'd get ignored. It was probably because Doug was the owner's boyfriend on the side. Yep, the owner was married.
And as far as we know, the only reason Doug can't be fired is because he can destroy the owner's marriage. He did whatever he liked at the restaurant. He'd come in late, treat the staff and the customers like we were trash. Some days, he didn't even bother coming in. Those were the best days. The restaurant would be full, we would all work smoothly, and we gotta keep all of our tips. But one day, everything became too much, and I finally reached my limits with Doug. I was cleaning up a table when I felt someone bump into me. And then an unholy cascade of lava splashed onto me and flowed down my leg. I screamed in pain. And when I looked back, I saw the most angelic girl that I'd ever laid eyes on. I was so confused. My eyes were experiencing heaven. And my legs were experiencing a nightmare. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I tried to smile at her, but all I managed was a wince of pain. Oh, <laughs> it, it's no trouble, Miss. I, oh, I'm so sorry you your drink spilled. I, I uh, oh, I'll get you a new one right away. A crowd began to gather around us, and people fussed over me. I could barely stand straight for all the pain I was feeling, but I kept a smile on and told them I was okay, dude. You gotta go to the hospital. Or at least let us get you some first aid. There's some ointment in the back. Ah, it's really nothing. I'm fine. It's just a bit hot. Nonsense. At least let me take a look at it. I'm studying to become a doctor. It was at that moment that Doug appeared from behind the crowd, already annoyed. What is this? Who's causing a scene at my restaurant? Oh, it's you. Get back to work, all of you. You, customers, get back to your seats right now. That's not a nice way to talk to people. Oh, yeah? And who might uh, you be? Doug backtracked as soon as he saw how beautiful Kendall was. And suddenly, he was all smiles. I... <clears throat> I'm sorry, I must have gotten caught up in the moment there. Please, miss, what seems to be the problem? Maybe I can assist. You! Josh! What did you do this time? Kendall tried to explain that it was her fault. She told Doug that he was busy with her phone and didn't see me cleaning the tables, but Doug wouldn't hear of it. I think he wanted to impress Kendall and show her he was the boss. It is definitely not working for her. Doug demanded that I go back to work while Kendall insisted that she wanted to take me to a hospital. When Doug wouldn't budge, Kendall told him that I should at least get some first aid and a bit of rest. I was starting to feel dizzy, but Doug insisted I go to the kitchen and make him a sandwich. B boss I'm not feeling too good. Let him sit down for a bit. If you don't get up right this instant, you're fired! I don't know why I was so out of it. My legs hurt, but it wasn't that. And then I realized that I hadn't eaten for over a day, and I hadn't slept for two days either. I had been working double shifts because someone didn't show up for their shift yesterday, and Doug demanded that I fill in. I felt myself grow faint, and I woke up with beeping noises around me. I'm glad you're awake. 
Where... Where am I? You're at my mom's hospital. You fainted. A doctor came in who looked exactly like her, and I was shocked to find out that that was her mom. They looked like sisters! The doctor checked up on me and told me I was going to be okay, and that my stay at the hospital was free. Kendall told me that I'd been asleep for an entire day, and my stomach sank. Oh, no. My job. Kendall looked downcast. She told me that Doug fired me for missing work. And I lost hope. I had no way to help my parents. And we were already struggling to pay for my brother's tuition. I'm sorry. I... I tried to stop him, but... It's all right. Thank you. For helping me. But it's not all doom and gloom. I actually came to tell you I wanted to help. Kendall introduced me to her dad. And she gave me the best news I'd heard all month. Her dad owned the largest restaurant franchise in the state. And she convinced him to hire me. I worked hard when I was finally back on my feet. I learned quickly and adapted to my new job. I stayed late and I was the first to get there every day. And that really impressed my manager. So, I got promoted. A few months later, Kendall's dad called me to the headquarters and told me that my talents were better used as a regional manager. He told me he wanted me to train other employees. And just like that, my life changed. I was earning so much more that I was able to send my brothers to college. And I helped my parents pay off their mortgage. After that, I managed to buy my own franchise from Kendall's dad. He was so proud of how far I'd come that at one of our company's parties, he gave me an award. Through the years, Kendall and I saw each other frequently. We started dating the night I got that award. We moved in together when my franchise won Best Restaurant in Town. My restaurant was doing so well, it put other restaurants out of business. One day, my old manager came begging me for work. I laughed in his face. Oh, you still work there? You never got promoted? Aw, so sad. But all the positions in my restaurant have been filled. Unless you want to apply as a janitor. Anything, anything, please! My girlfriend kicked me out when she found a younger boyfriend. And now I have no money. Kendall was against hiring him. But honestly, I did it for my own satisfaction. I had a lovely time ordering Doug around like he used to do with me. At the company Christmas party, Kendall's dad invited all the employees of his corporation. There must have been at least 3,000 people. I gathered you all here today not just to celebrate the holidays, but to make two very big announcements. I am stepping down as the CEO. And that's because I finally found a worthy successor. Everyone gasped. All the top managers were on the edge of their seats. I would have liked to pass this on to my daughter, but since she's following her mom's footsteps, I think it best go to Josh, since he's going to be my son-in-law soon enough. The room was shocked at the double reveal. That's right, your new CEO, Josh Ryman, is now officially engaged to my lovely daughter. Give them a round of applause. And as the room erupted with thunderous cheer... I pulled Kendall close and kissed her. 
I was so proud. Just goes to show, no matter the odds, working hard always pays off.